back, Kenny, episode 22 of the podcast. Um, tonight we're joined by Esher's fittest female, uh, Taylor Hunter. <laughs> so, friend of his and old Taylor, um, she's a champion bikini athlete. You train out of Extreme Gym, is that right? That's right, yep. Yep, and you've got, uh, you're coached by Tony Fang as well. Yep. You shout out to Tony. Um, We've actually got Tony coming on the show as well at some point. Oh, do you? Aye, so that'll be at some point. That'll be good. He's my main man. Possibly, possibly next week. So he, aye, I need to do like a million press ups before he comes on this episode. Yeah, man. <laughs> he is incredibly fit, isn't he? Does he have your protein shake at the Exactly. Full aye. of beer. That'll be me, aye. full of beer. Aye. Bye. So Taylor, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Big time. Um, so what we're going to do, Taylor, we'll just kind of. Roughly touch on what it's been like for you over, over lockdown and stuff like that, and then we'll go back to you, uh, sort of growing up and how you get into the sport and stuff like that. So, um, but firstly, how, how's this kind of situation been for you, the whole lockdown thing with your training and stuff like that? Um, so, obviously, prior to lockdown, I was in prep to go to Worlds. So, I was supposed to compete in Worlds in, in May, um, and obviously it got cut short um, in March. So... I kind of battled between March and May about my head just wasn't in the right place. I was absolutely devastated that worlds had been cancelled. So, um, but I still pushed on through. Like I still train. I've still been training every single day. And my dad, my dad's an absolute angel. He gave me all of his equipment. So I've been out oh, back. Wow. Oh, he's been absolutely fantastic to me. So he gave me all his equipment. I've, I've not, I've still not missed a training day. I've done all my cardio. Um. But the motivation to do home workouts is just shite. Oh, I was thinking I was going to ask. Like, it's just shite. <laughs> so, see, see how you're, you're saying your dad gave you all, all your all his kit. Mm-hmm. Is is it proper like Olympic bars and you can do like your like deadlifts, bench yeah. presses, all that? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so what a legend, man! I had to go back to the basics. Like, I've got the bar and I've got a bench with a leg extension and a leg curl. So, back to basics. So. But it's been ideal for me to be able just to really work on my form and really execute my form now rather than push really, really heavy weight. So every every session's still been so beneficial. Um, but <laughs> lockdown's slowly becoming a game of who do you know that has a gym? <laughs> and Definitely. how far are you willing to travel to get there? <laughs> yeah. So... Do you it, find like it was like see back in the day when people like, stormed castles and like, <laughs> it was like this guy has the most gold and that's like the guy who has the gym that would let you in? That's what it's like, isn't it? It's pure I, weird. It's a popularity contest. Like, where's the leg, uh-huh. ex- leg extension? That's <laughs> <laughs> so what I need. I just need one of them. Oh, it's been for me. I've just been embracing it. <laughs> oh, I have done nothing but drink. Actually, I've ripped the arse out. I've embraced it. I've ripped the arse out. <laughs> I mean, it, it's been it's been tough, but um, mentally it's it's been really really tough. Um, I'm always used to being out and about, and being a really busy body. Like I'm out from half five in the morning till nine at night, and when that's everything's taken away from you, and then you're the my show was ripped for me, the gym was ripped for me, and I was just sat there like I actually punched a jar of biscoff in my kitchen. So I was so angry. You punched um, a jar of biscoff. <laughs> Punch oh, you ate it? Is that exactly you ate it? Okay. Okay. That's not Biscoff's a weird. I, I feel like Biscoff's the twenty, like the the, the millennium a marmite. Because I, I think it's alright. It's not great, but people. I think love it's it. the new Nutella. I think it's the new. I think it's the Gucci. Oh. It's the Gucci. I think it's the Gucci. 
don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like that. Wow, but people have put it on Instagram for the past three months. They've gone, wow, Biscoff. Like, I went through a stage of having pancakes every single morning and I had Biscoff on them every day. Right, uh, what is it? What even is it? Like, it's a biscuit you... spread. You yeah. never tried to be biscuits? We call yeah, it. I had a biscuit. I used to come in hotels. I used to have a, bis- a hotel thing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I used to have a hotel thing. Somebody just thought. Taylor's no these. stock gone. Mm. <laughs> ah, mm. You can tell I'm dieting because I feel like every biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> What's um, your calories sitting at per day the new? Oh, so. Oh, pass. Um, <laughs> so, well, I was I was bulking there between. Um, between March and just up to about two weeks, three weeks ago. Um, so the calories were quite high because we had to, do, to really, really push in my training. Um, now I'm cutting. I'm kind of, I don't want people to copy my calories, so I'm kind of reluctant right. to tell. You don't need to tell us a single word because yeah. it's, it's only, no nice for you. Well, it's only because I don't want other girls thinking, oh, it's all right for me to take calories. Aye, smart. Aye, you're right, you're so, right. Does that make sense? But oh, yeah. 100%. I understand that. It's no nice to yeah. somebody f- X, Y, and Z kilos to be going, well, that, she's doing it so yeah, I, I can look at her if I do this. Nah, you're right. And also, your training is totally different to somebody who might just want to lose a wee bit of weight. Or, do you know Correct. what I mean? So, yeah. ah, yeah, no, you're spot on. That's no, wow. Like, that's, that's the difference. They're low right now because I'm doing a mini cut, but. Um, yeah, they're just, they're it's low. besides the point. It's no nice to because <laughs> people take these things as gospels. If oh, if I have that many calories, I'll look like you. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> come on, buddy. I know, I know. Every single person's different, and that's what people don't understand. That if they see that I'm eating so many calories, oh, I'll just copy that, and maybe I'll I'll end up looking the same as, as Taylor. Not that I look great and then whatever, but come on. it's um, yeah, they, it's the whole education aspect that they don't understand really. Yeah. You're so right. You're so right. That was so responsible of you there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank right, God you're you know, here. All, all responsibility can go in the window now. Uh, uh, five minutes in. Um, but I right, so Taylor, what we'll do, we'll jump back to growing up. Um, so whereabouts was it you grew up and were you into any sports and stuff like that growing up? So I grew up um, in Hurlford with my mum, my dad and my sister. Um, I was... Hurlford's just outside the... Well, it's basically Kilmarnock. It's still, oh, it's still it right, okay. the planet postcodes. Um, so I grew up in Harrowfield, um and I always kind of dabbled in and out of sports, but I was I never I could never stick to it. And I was like dead chubby, and I was so unathletic. Like my sister, she was she's always been the athlete, like the natural athlete. She's a gymnast, dancer. I was always so jealous of her. She was she's been I've always been a great athlete. So. I'd done football, I'd done dancing, but I just couldn't stick to anything, and I was a shite swimmer. So, <laughs> no, I just kind of dabbled in and out of things, and my my sister, she was the she was the trophy winner. Always. <laughs> so always. how close were you to being, like, were you second, or were you third, or? Um, no, never, never, like, no, right. I would never be top three in anything, really, I'd always be last. <laughs> oh, so I was never great when I was younger, but I wasn't committed when I was younger. I was a, I was a bit of a chunker. Um, I liked drama when I was younger, so I went to drama school. Right. Um, so I liked, you know, dating the singing and the acting type of stuff, but when it came to active sports, I was just like... That would be quite good for you, I suppose, later on, because like, obviously you're on stage and stuff like that. Does that help, do you think? Well, I, know, I never even thought of that. Um, <laughs> Natural on the stage. <laughs> when I go on stage, I'm a totally different person. Like my alter ego just comes out, and I pretend I'm this. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm Beyonce. I pretend that I'm Beyonce on the stage, but 
you need a bit of confidence. Yeah, you, there's acting, then there's you need to look the part. The it's act, a the part. Like, the uh, no. Do you feel? Do you feel that like you you actually do? Because people have different like egos, and like, even famous people have like right, I change it to this person, change that person. That how you feel when you go on the stage, and you go right. Well, this is who I'm on now. I it's so weird. Like I feel like a totally different person. Like I'm a pure bag of nerves on the backstage. But see the minute I go on that stage, I just forget all my nerves. And I totally love it. I'm a new person. I'm so confident on the stage, and I think that's why I've I've perhaps done a little bit. Like I've done okay because. Uh-huh. Because I'm so confident on the stage and I've got like good stage presence, but it just comes naturally to me to be like to act so flamboyant on the stage. Like I'm, all, I'm so sassy on the stage, but I'm not like that in real life. I'm an arsehole in real life. <laughs> oh, we noticed that before we came on here and recorded. But we didn't actually... <laughs> no, no, come on. Do you remember like joining? Don't join your first gym. Do you remember the first time you ever stepped foot in a gym? Yeah. So um, I went to my join my first gym. When I was with my dad, so it's my dad that kind of helped me get me into all the sports. He still bodybuilds. He's um he's oh, fifty two, um, and he's my training partner. So he he helps me to the gym. Oh, so wow. I joined my first. I went down the gym when I was, I think I must have been about sixteen, um. But I was a pure cardio bunny. I didn't really enjoy it, so I ended up leaving. I didn't actually go back until I was about twenty. Right. Well, for people really who age. don't know you. How old are you now? That's rude to ask a girl their age, but it's on your Instagram. Gav, Gav just mentioned me. Let's just ask her quick. I'm twenty six. <laughs> so there you go. Six years you've been lifting mm-hmm. weights then, and mm-hmm. six years I've been training. Uh, the first couple, the first two years were probably a bit of a like a mess about just like testing just and finding. Find uh, um, but the last like three to four years have been seriously properly structured training with a proper mm-hmm. structured diet. Yeah. Cool, cool. I was going to ask, were you always quite lean and stuff like that then, growing up? But obviously you've, you've said you weren't. Answered that. Uh, <laughs> then, is that. Is that why you became a sort of a cardio bunny at first, do you think? Because you were conscious or...? Probably, yeah. So, like, as well with girls, they don't really, they don't really know, I think, at that age, how to train properly. <clears throat> so, yeah, I would go in and I would just be a total cardio bunny. I would do 15 minutes on the stepper. 15 minutes in the chamber oh, to try and lose body fat. Yeah, I say that's probably 70. But well, no, maybe no, no. See, like, women, girls, teenagers, women of all ages have now grasped that lifting weights doesn't make you feel big and huge and bulky. I feel like it's, okay, it's beginning to turn, it's beginning to change. Like lifting weights, you know, women with a bit of broader shoulders makes your hips look smaller and. Exactly. All these sort of these sort of things, but no, it used to be a real stigmatism that women don't lift weights. No, no. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think it's getting over the fear factor. Uh-huh. Going no, into, yeah. the, into the men's section of the gym and then and lifting the weights. Like girls feel comfortable doing classes and, and mm-hmm. doing cardio because they feel like that's just it's more acceptable in the gym. Uh-huh. And they do, they feel a little bit more safer doing that, whereas we now need to drum into like females that go down and you can probably lift heavier than some of the bloody guys down Definitely. here. Aye. Certainly me sure. just now, man. Be <laughs> serious. This is real. Um, but no, you're right. It used to be like the weight sections for men and mm-hmm. women getting into that. It used to get stared at and like, what are you doing? And body yeah. pump and body attack. Maybe body pump more than body attack was uh, as a women's class. And Yeah, legs, bums and, and thumbs. Like, 
That's yeah, what Glenn will yeah. do. Like Swimpton Thomas and the Bone the Treadmill. Like I, I couldn't tell you the last time I done a class. I must it must have been years it was years I, ago. I remember there's that there was a certain member, a male member, Gavin, of Italian heritage who owned a restaurant. Oh, used yes. to do body pump. This is one of the most ripped guys you've ever seen in your life. Really? Was, oh, he, right. Didn't didn't he go into the, the lift the weights and stuff like that, but how this guy was ripped, wasn't he? He just he, he's got he was he, so, he's different so though because oh, he had, come on, you're gonna say genetics. No, he was no, just no, I'm, a, gonna oh, right, okay. I'm gonna say so we basically this this guy owned a restaurant, right? So his diet was spot on he owned an Italian restaurant, so he was going to have quality food every night, like he'd have a steak every night. He was calorie counting, he was but he was in proper, proper good shape, I you just say his name, his name is Stuart. Kenny, don't Stuart. know why I'm yeah, Stuart, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be cool <laughs> to have him on one time, though, but I'd love to have Stuart on because he's one of the nicest, oh, loveliest guy. guys you've ever met. Yeah. But it, when it came to the whole weight things, he always used to be like, oh, it's not really my thing, not my thing. Like, oh, why not? Like, and he used to enjoy the time, but it was him and his partner, they both came in and that together. But I just find that sometimes guys have, and females have this stigmatism that the classes are for females and yeah. the, the gyms and the weights are for guys and it's just no nice. It's no nice to see, especially if you, we've both worked in a gym, Gavin. It's no nice. I know. I know. It's just... Yeah, it's such a divide and it really shouldn't be like that. It should be fitness is fitness and training is training mm-hmm. and if you want yeah. to go in there and be your best version, you do what suits you best, not mm-hmm. by your gender. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it would just be great to see more girls go out there lifting weights and um, pushing ourselves and their training, their strength training, and because that's how I, I manage to see results rather than just doing classes all the time or just yeah, going on the, doing the stepper all the time. That makes sense. Finding some, something you enjoy as well because you obviously enjoy Absolutely. it or you wouldn't be doing it. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, uh, I think that movement is definitely happening. Um, yeah. Are we going to move on to talk about Extreme Gym at some point, Gav? Because the way it start. No, no, on you go, mate. On you go. So, I've been in. What's it, what Extreme Gym is it you go to? Um, it's the one in the East End, so it's not the one in the oh, West End. I've not been that one. Oh, you know. Been that one. The good Sorry. one, yes. Yeah, so oh, is that the good, good one? Is that is that the good one? Is it? <laughs> I think oh. them both. But that's <laughs> um, but no, it's just obviously like, like you're saying, it'd be good to because the female aspect of fitness and in looking good and looking lean and that is becoming more and more popular yeah. and popular. It should be good to see one of the like, the walls attributed to like a female lifter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all the, all the walls have got like, big guys and uh, big strong men. The cute to see one. I don't know if the other one that you go here has got that or. Um, the, the, there cool. is actually, yeah, there they is. There's, women, there's yes. women on the, the walls, yeah. And also, I know that the, the West End, the one in um, White Hinch, has just been done up and there is um, a female bodybuilder. Oh, man. I wish I just we'd spoke about this before and I looked at the for that, man. That's devastating. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of female athletes come out of um both extreme gyms now, like bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, so, definitely. Yeah. I think we run There's a good few, piece there. There was there was who was the girl who used to work in the in the village, Gav? She used to work in Health and Beauty. Oh, Lauren. Lauren Tony PT's her as well. Does he? Lauren. Yeah. Lauren. Ah, she was Lauren. a spa therapist. She's my best pal. No, is oh, she? she's no. She's oh, because she's, 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 she
Aye, so she, aye, cause she, she competes as well, doesn't she? That's right. Aye. That's how I met her. Me, me and her met on the stage. Oh, and wow. There you go. Oh, that's amazing. Where you go? You can mention that you spoke to Gavin Kenny at some point. And <laughs> we'll go who? What do you mean? She might, she might even listen to you, Kenny. So, <laughs> I imagine. I imagine. You know. um, but I, I see when you're talking about like, stigmatism and stuff. I remember years ago, I, I want to say maybe, maybe not as long as that, maybe five years ago. I don't know if it was ever true, but I remember the rumour that um, to get into, to be able to join Extreme Gym, you had to bench 100 kilos. Do you remember that? Aye. <laughs> true. Was that a thing? I, I was, I was going to say, that was, that was true to an extent wow. with regards to when they first started. That's very, true, aye. I heard that as well. There we go. And you heard it, but I don't think it, I think it was true <laughs> to an extent. After so many months, they went, we shouldn't really be doing that. Not a lot of people can bench 100 kilo unless you're, aye. To be yeah, fair, I get yeah. in. I get in at my peak, yeah. <laughs> aye, there you go. I never. Way back in the day, I worked in, when I worked in the Marriott. The boy, the rugby boy, Craig, that I worked with, he was like, we'll go down the went, Craig, I can't, I can't lift a hundred kilos. We'll just chance it. He paid the terror and the guy looked at me and I was like, what do you mean? So, back to back to Taylor, Kenny. I know, sorry. That was a we bit always, of a we always did drift off, didn't we? we always, it's yeah, shocking. It's it's allowed, it's allowed, we should allow guests to tell us to shut up, but they shouldn't they? Get back to me, yes, it's all about me. But how, how did the getting into the sport come about then? So obviously you, you said you went back and you were 20, trained for a couple of years, just doing mm-hmm. bits and bobs. Then did, what, when you were 22, did it just become a thing that you're thinking, I'm quite, I'm quite enjoying this? No, so there's a bit of like a, a story. So, oh um, yes, love a story. Do you like a story? So, um, so I kind of struggled with body image when I was younger. So um, I was always, always a bit chubby. Um, I kind of had like disordered eating patterns. Um, I wasn't confident. I really, I was really, I, I was, I really, really ill at one point with my eating, and um, I just, I just, I couldn't really function. And so I was so unhappy with the way I looked, and that's why I went to the gym and was a total cardio bunny. Um, yeah. I did lose a bit of weight, and then I so I kind of fell off the wagon, and then I put a bit of weight back on when I was twenty. So I decided to go back to the gym, and then I done a little bit of lifting. And then I felt like I wasn't really progressing. So that's when I moved into CrossFit. Right. So oh, I then competed wow. in CrossFit for, for three, two years. Right. So um, then that really got me really, really developed. So like glutes, delts, thrust, like from Full all body. the thrusters I managed CrossFit to- CrossFit is a oh. man, it's a different beast. It's a pure it's different a beast. It's a totally different ball game mm-hmm. from bodybuilding. Um, but so I managed to build myself a really good base from that. Um, and then I was still doing bodybuilding on the side. Um, but I was really quite thick with CrossFit. And then I decided I didn't like my body because I was one of these like pure massive chaps, like really thick waist, like really bulky. So that's when I met, I decided to go on a cut and I met Tony and we went on a 20 week cut, done a photo shoot, and then it was literally like coming into prep season. And then we were like, I was like, should I compete? And he was like, do you want it? I was like, oh, fuck it, let's just do it. <laughs> so that's when then we went on our prep and then that's, and it's never really stopped since. Wow, so, wh- so when, how long have you been working with Tony now? We have been working together now since June 2018. Right. So that's two years, two years. Two, two and a bit years. We've done a lot in two years, eh? 
Yeah, we're, we're a good he's been team. So like, busy, man. He's been busy, girl. He's he's a phenomenal coach. Like he's totally changed my life. I'm not just saying this to like because he's my Bring coach. Yeah, no, he's just... totally changed my life. So he coaches me as an athlete, but he also now mentors me um, as a as a personal trainer and as a, a coach myself. So he's my mentor for coaching, mm-hmm. and he's also my my coach for mm-hmm. to be an athlete. So is he? he j- he's just done so much for me. Honestly, he's just uh, incredible. He's a, such a and I thought he's such an inspiring athlete as well. And he squats so low, like. Nobody can fault his squats. Like that's what I need to do, like work on <laughs> that. So yeah, he's just he's phenomenal. So and he's really, really pushed me to places I've never ever been. So I can't honestly thank him enough for everything right. for me. I always admire see um not just athletes but PTs that you're saying that have that I've got a mentor and I've got a coach because a lot of people's egos are too big and they think, Oh, I'm a PT, I don't need a PT to tell me and you're like, No, there's levels and there's people who you might be, your knowledge might be great, but there's always somebody there who's got a bit, knows something different or knows something yeah. a bit better or whatever. Um, right, so that's good that you've you've got somebody to help mm. you with that, that side of things I, as well. I am perfect in every way, apart from <laughs> this spot. I was going to say, apart from that big It's the extra guest. Sorry, Taylor, this, this guest is it's overlooking you, but I don't mean it. I'm going to go and get a hat um, and it'll, we'll just hide it. But no, um, there's always, there's always, when it comes to PT, you know yourself, Gav, you work in the village, you never know everything. Um, there's always somebody I get in touch with and I need to get advice and somebody I always fall back on to, which is yeah. it's something you need because you, you never you know something everything. give you a kick up the arse as well. Uh, I, a bit of reality things, check. You know I mean? See, to be honest, the, the person that gives me the biggest reality check is not even a PT. Just, just my mate who goes, right, <laughs> and I'm like, right, all right, okay. Like, it's just, it's just something that you need in life. Aye, there's a, always room for improvement. Always, you never, you never stop learning. And as soon as you think that you can't learn anymore, that's when you'd really need to, like, you regress. Aye, no, correct. Aye. You, you fall back. Mm-hmm. See, when you were talking about getting into the sport, there, did, did you ever have any? Did you ever see any like female athletes or pictures that you kind of inspired you a wee bit as well? No, was it just, just literally wow. you me and mm-hmm. that was it. I did Tony just, push you towards it or did you go, oh, that'd be something I'd be good at? No, it, it was something that I, that I thought about. Um, like, I, I, I kind of seen the things on Instagram, but I didn't really follow anybody's journeys. Um, I, I've never really been one for stalking athletes on Instagram uh, just because it's, it's not going to make a difference to my training regardless because I work yeah. as hard as I can and I'm not going to work harder just because somebody else is working hard. So, no. um I've never really seen seen anybody before, but I always have I always have this ethos that I always want to just be the best version of myself all the time and completely push myself out of my comfort zones all the time. So I'm always looking for some the next thing. So when it was the gym was kind of okay, that's when I went to CrossFit. That's when I competed. I looked for something else, and I was like, okay, bodybuilding. Let's do a photo shoot, and then let's do shows. So I'm so now I'm like, hmm, what is my next thing after this? Yeah, so I'm constantly just wanting to improve myself all the time, so and just throw myself in the deep end. So, yeah, I um, there was nobody really that I was like, oh, I want to be like that. I just wanted to just go and be the best person. Right. No, good on you. What was what was the CrossFit um, sort of competitions like? Cause I've seen a few videos and stuff, and I know a girl who does the 
Um, I used to work with her. She does the commentary, or commentating, or whatever. Shona, how did you um, ask that, Gav? Because I was going to ask that. How did you go on at that? <laughs> um, I actually came first. I could do my first. I, first, oh, wow. I won my. I won down in Etihad Stadium. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, completed that then. That was you. Completed that. On on the <laughs> next one. <laughs> <laughs> I totally love that. Like crossfit and bodybuilding are similar in terms of. Do not leave any reps in reserve, right? So uh-huh. if you want to continuously progress, you don't leave reps in reserve. You train to failure, right? That's my ethos. You train to failure. You go into CrossFit, you need to do thrusters for time. You're training for failure. Mm-hmm. So that's the same mentality that I have when I go into the gym. If I'm doing a shoulder press, I'm still training for failure. Every single time, I, do nev- I never leave reps in reserve, ever. Have so, you ever watched Arnie's like, autobiographies or I've not read or read that or the the Netflix or the mm-hmm. what's the movie lands and he says he doesn't count a rep until he, he feels uh the magic oh that's such a better way of like describing that, explains that rep because <laughs> I just leave reps everywhere. <laughs> oh <laughs> I could I could walk around the house and pick up reps like for weeks. Like, <laughs> but no like that so, can you do a muscle up then? Could you do a muscle up at the time? Was that a thing? No, I still can't do a muscle up. Okay, that's fine. I'm a so hard, I still can't do one. Uh, and I still can't do a handstand walk properly either. Right, I that's just funny, isn't it? The, the, diff- the, the, the total differences in the, in the sort of types of training as well. Because it's like, yeah. you're going through then 400 squats or whatever, whatever the amount may be to then walk, like walk with your hands. And do, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? It's mental. It's so, it's so unique. Mm-hmm. The strength stuff in the cardio, like endurance stuff, that's cool. I can do that. When it comes to gymnastics, I'm like, the fucking point of can do everything. We can do everything all the time. <laughs> you know, yeah. what you made do? But my sister, she's phenomenal at gymnastics. So, right. um, do you look like each other? So if you went to a competition together and there was like gymnastics <laughs> stuff, you could send her out and. Lifting stuff, you could do that. Like that would be cool. Me dye my hair dark, but I you know actually I'm dyeing my hair dark next week. Exclusives, yes. Exclusives. This is just in. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's you know just You know what they say about a woman who's changing her hair? Had her heart broken? No. no. Oh well, right. well, there you go. You shouldn't ask two guys this question, then, should you? <laughs> no. What, what is what is the correct answer? She's apparently, she's going to change the world. So there you go. Well, that is complete opposite what I thought. One rep at a time. <laughs> one hair colour at a time, Gab. <laughs> I wish we could edit this now because I feel heavy bad saying that. I feel heavy dirty. Yeah. Why did I have that one that broken last week, though? Well, then you shouldn't have said that, should you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is it? Right, well, here, here's like uh, a question very quickly, change subject, uh, get <laughs> no, no, what's the process like? How much more complicated does that question go through what Kenny just asked you? Um, no. Are we going to go into the macronutrients? We might have just over. No, no, I want to ask about, just quickly, like, I know you said, obviously, you bumped into kind of Tony and stuff like that, and that you started bumping there, but what what kind of stands him out? Because he, he's, like, a very successful coach. He is. I've never heard a bad word about him. Never heard a bad no, word. What, what do you think is different for like a coach like that to maybe, I don't know, another one who isn't maybe as, as, as successful? Is it maybe, like, an ego thing, or...? I think when you're selecting a coach, you need to really dig deep. And if they've experienced what 
you want to have in your life, then that's a ticks the box for me. Yeah. So he's done the shows, he's won the shows. That was the first box tick for me. And then second of all, he had such a, like a, such a good client retention rate, which is so important in coaching because if you if you can't keep your clients, you're obviously shite at your job. Yeah. So he had such a good client retention rate. And I did, I, and I knew a couple of people that had worked with him as well and they had nothing but good things to say about him. Um, so it, it kind of just felt, I didn't even look at anybody else. It was literally just Tony. And I seen him all over social media. And I mean, he's a lot bigger now than what he was back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just felt it just felt so natural just to to to, to like approach him, um, and it's honestly the best thing I've ever done. He's just he has taught me everything, absolutely everything. He's just yeah. been totally phenomenal. So and he's got the patience of a saint. <laughs> <laughs> you must you, you must need to have to see working with athletes and like the deficits you guys must be in and like. You must be so depleted yeah. all the time. Do you know what I mean? And your, your yeah. temper uh, must the be... body fat that they get ten. Don't feed me for a day, and no, it's not that's how that's not how you run, that's not how you work or operate. But if you're being such a low body fat and such a low calorie intake, intake yeah. but so did that? Did he teach you all about like macros and how much protein, how many calories, what to go to this and what to go to that? Yeah, so do you, he... do you know a fair bit about it. Yeah, so I didn't really know that much in terms of training. I, I'm sound on training. Mm-hmm. Um, I know how to train, but I wasn't sure about the whole nutrition side of things. So he helped me. He got my, my calories and he got my macros. Um, and he kind of really just taught me how to eat to fuel my workouts, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. rather than just eat for the sake of eating. So I, didn't, I knew that protein was like was the thing to eat. You need to eat protein, but... I was also scared to eat carbs because in case carbs made me fat and in case fat made me fat, do you know what I mean? (laughs) So I was like a chicken salad type of gal. Um, And then I met Tony and Tony was like, no, you need to eat. Mm -hmm. And and it's the best thing I've ever done. He's just taught me the whole nutrition side of things. So it's been great. Nicely. It comes down to food as fuel. Absolutely. It's It's an energy source. And if you want to train well, then... You need to eat. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's definitely. so tasty food in it, man. This <laughs> food is so tasty. Oh, oh God. I'm cutting right now and I just keep thinking about now I'm keep thinking about that bisque off. That's Gavin's fault. I'm not interested in that. Well, I think I've thing. got a wee tub in the cupboard as well. <laughs> just just <laughs> pass me air. <laughs> Try it. What's um Taylor, can you I know obviously it's a bit of a, it's a long process and you've not really been able to explain all the nooks and crannies on, but what were See you going to say nuts and bolts and you bottled it? I was, aye. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say Kenny's, Kenny's thing. He says it in every podcast. No Kenny's. It's not just Kenny's. No. Take responsibility. It's both of us. Because you were going to say it there. Ah, you've, you've Sorry, Taylor. We're having a domestic. Gavin, <laughs> as you were. Just go. Uh, so, could you explain to, to us and the listeners as well, like what, see the process of starting a camp. Do, do you... Is there a, a set kind of time? Is it always like 10 weeks or 12 weeks? Or that like? a prep. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I called that camp. What did you call it a camp? As if you're fighting, I'm thinking like a fighting. Uh, Gavin's caught up with the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, is there a certain amount of weeks? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I will go in with a minimum of 20 weeks to, um, wow. for a show. 
Um, we don't, so me and Tony have like a really, really high expectation of the condition in which I come in. Um, I kind of lack size within the category that I'm in at the moment. So I, I did start at um, bikini toned and I get moved up to bikini trained um, because of the condition that I was in. So now because we chase a really, really, really tight condition, um, we need to make sure that I've got enough time. So um, 20 weeks minimum is what we will, we what's will the, put for. What's the first thing you, you sit down and do? Do you just work out you know, your, what your diet's going to be like or is that just kind of play by what your condition's like? Yeah, you need to play it on a weekly basis, really. Yeah. Things things get changed kind of bi-weekly. Um, however, if, if I'm making progress, nothing gets changed. But it, it's hard as well. So, like, within the first nine weeks of my, my first prep, I never changed, a, I never dropped a single pound in my wow. first nine weeks of prep. But I was getting leaner every day. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it's a total, like, it totally screws your head and you're looking at the scales. That's why you have a coach because I was thinking emotionally. I'm like, no, we need cut calories, and he's uh -huh. like, no, like I'm mm -hmm. thinking logically. You're thinking emotionally. Yeah. yeah. So I can hear the ice cream van. <laughs> that's, that's my, my god, this this mic is unbelievable. And or or you're at that much of a deficit yeah. that you're this is the help for me. You're enough, and you get you. Do I ninety nine? I got to get you. I think it's about a one fifty <laughs> now. It's like one fifty. I can't believe you can hear that, Fiat Calf. Can you hear that? I can hear it, mate. It's pure God. He's not even anywhere near the street, eh? He stopped now. Sorry. You've invested in a good mic, Kenny. He's, Aye, he's so... actually at the end of the street and a street over. I can see him. <laughs> oh my God. A good mic. Mad hockeyers, man. Right, sorry, Taylor. Aye, so we, do, we do 20 weeks minimum. and So we start off with very, very minimal cardio um, and as high as food as we possibly can. So then we have loads of tools to play with is towards to get towards the end. So mm -hmm. by the end of prep, I'm usually on I'm on about two hours cardio a day with eight hundred and fifty calories and also training as well on top of that. So it's tough the last the last four weeks of a of a prep are tough. Oh. I remember I went to I was training and I was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. And I, I went to my mum's to give her a cuddle. And then I just, and I lay on her floor and I would just cry. And I was like, I'm just so hungry. And the anger, you get so angry. <laughs> oh, the anger is a thing, by the way. Anger is a thing, definitely. Oh my oh. goodness. So I can't comment. See, 850 calories. For some people, that, like, when they do these mad diets, they're like, whoa, that's so much. And they don't understand, like, Somebody who, even if you up out your bed and you move and you go about your day, you're yeah. probably way more than that. Aye. It's so it's, it's so unsustainable. Mm -hmm. oh, it is. It is. At what point? What, at what point do you think it becomes borderline dangerous? Because it is a quite a dangerous sport when you think about what. Do you ever think about that sort of side of it? Yeah, I think once you get to a certain body fat, then your health kind of pretty much goes out the window. Right. and you just have your eyes on the prize so you're just you get the blinkers on and you're just so focused so I think the bodybuilding although contrary to the beliefs you think that we're all healthy on stage it is an unhealthy sport oh, definitely. Um, and, and I don't think that a lot of people realize how unhealthy it actually is we know how unhealthy it is but we know when to stop and we know that it's not a sustainable lifestyle we diet and we train at these levels for a specific goal 
Yeah. And it's so important, so important. It's imperative that people know that this is not sustainable. It's so dangerous if you want to continue to live your lifestyle. Like having eight percent body fat, you don't sleep. But you're you've got insomnia, like you lose your period. Like your body can't function as a female because you've no body fat. You're just cold all the time. It's so unhealthy. But we do it because we have this love for this this freaky love for this sport. Yeah. That we just want to be go on that stage knowing that we've pushed our bodies and our minds through hell. And it's so this that, mad, weird satisfaction that we stand on stage. So is that why? Because obviously it's annoying because we wanted to show the picture that you posted the other week when you had like eight percent body fat and you had that exact same like pure it was that was one of the big things that I was like, that's so cool that you come on here and explain that to his, Wait, I'll, wait I'll show you. Wait, I'll show everybody. Gavin's getting text savvy here. I don't know if this, it might work. It might not. Oh, this yeah. year, right? So that, that was, was a, that was a really good post. Such a cool post because it just puts things into perspective for people who feel like well, it's even like by Gavin Holland as well. There you go. <laughs> he was well ahead of his times. But for a lot of people, people see these pictures of you on stage and you're looking brilliant, and they think, "Oh, I'd love to look like that." And it, it's just not sustainable. It's it's for a one day thing, but it's you're putting that much commitment and love into it. That's why you want to get to it. Mm-hmm. So what makes you go back to it? Because you you know how you feel doing that. Like how is it? Is it like? Is it like a tattoo? Passion. You know it's bad, but you just do it anyway. It's a total addiction. Um, you won't eat. You'll never be satisfied in bodybuilding. Like you'll see yourself and you'll be like, "This needs improved. This needs improved." So you go on the off season, you improve what you need to improve, and you come back hoping you're going to be ten times better. It's an it's an addiction to progress. Well, see, see, we say progress, progress, and what um, what terms is it the poses or is it? it everything, everything the, the tissue, like the tissue that you want to add on, or the the condition that you come back, like come back in leaner, or we come back with more tissue, we come back with better posing. There's a lot everything, of things that go into it. Yeah, every, you always want to improve every time. So we all want to go near the best, absolute best versions of what we can possibly do in our bodies. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's yeah. it's for us, it's not, we don't do it for anybody else because realistically, if I was to show that to somebody that's not into bodybuilding, they'd be like, oh. Uh, it's a total art to everybody else who isn't into bodybuilding because yeah. they're like, they understand the hard work and the dedication that goes into getting a body. And it's such lean condition, so I, I just love the sport. I absolutely love it, but it's not a sustainable one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It's cool. It's so cool that you kind of you equal that because yeah. echo it. Is it echo it? Is it echo it? Echo it. Because it is. It's it's so hard. It's so unsustainable. It's so yeah. like you say unhealthy. Like. The, mm-hmm. the female body, especially the female body, the, the male body, I don't know, I don't know how sustainable it is for the males. It's certainly more stable for the males. Or sustainable. It's different, isn't it? It's a, it's a different. Aye, aye, aye. It's a different kettle of fish. Um, There's a van back again. There's a van, There's a van. <laughs> Who do you want? I'll nip up. I'll nip up and grab it. <laughs> Get you uh, 20 chewies. 20 chewies. <laughs> I'll turn this down a bit. Can you still hear it? No, I still hear it. It's a wee... I turn, it's a oh, no, I can still hear it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Taylor, um, one thing I wanted to ask you, I mean, feel free to say, just to skip over it a little but do you think, um, see like mental health in, in a spot like that, see if you've seen yourself in such good condition and then fluctuating quite a lot, do you ever feel 
you think that's quite a big factor in, in bodybuilding and um, well, what you guys do, like bikini athletes and stuff like that? Is that quite a big thing? Yeah, so I always say um, you need to have a good relationship with food and with your body before mm. you start bodybuilding. So if you already have an eating disorder or if you have body dysmorphic, body dysmorphia. Mm, that's really big within the meal game mm-hmm. as well. Really big. So if you already have these thoughts and then you go into a bodybuilding show or you go into a prep, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You're not doing it because you've got a love of the sport. You're doing it because you're trying to... You're admired yeah. by somebody else. Yeah. And... It's a, it's a really, really difficult one in the bodybuilding industry right now is there's a lot of young girls coming in and they talk about their body dysmorphia and their eating disorders and they're still competing and I just want to shake their coaches and be like, you need to get these girls and all these boys, right. you need to get a healthy relationship with food and with their body first. So, when they do get really lean, then they will, they will accept the fact that their body needs to go back to a mm-hmm. normal state because you'll just hold on to these shreds forever. Yeah. And it's so unhealthy. So coming out of the, the prep phase and when you do get a bit of more body fat, it is a bit of a head fat because you've put in your head for such a long period of time as lean, lean, lean as the goal. That's the goal. And then it, it, it disappears so quickly. But you need to, that's when you need to understand this isn't sustainable and your body's going into a healthy state. It does take your eyes and your head a little bit of time to adjust. So the the first couple of weeks after a show and your body changes really fast, it is hard. But you know that it's, your body just got back to a healthy state. Yeah. So it's just so important to have a good relationship with food and with your body before you go to a bodybuilding show. Mm -hmm. It's education because... Like, at the end of the day, these coaches shouldn't be putting these people forward for these sort of things because it is, like you say, an unsustainable lifestyle. And then, like, day three, four weeks after a show, and that's your body clinging and clawing back to normal. Yep. Um, so if your relationship with food and your lifestyle goes back to that sort of state, you know mentally, well, you can get prepared for the next one, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. It's your... Health is your wealth, they say, and oh, that's it. Aye. That's okay. Health is your wealth, and I, if I, I personally wouldn't put anybody through a prep if they didn't have a good relationship with food and with their own body. Yeah, they mm-hmm. would need to sort that out first. Um, it's, like, it's like any sort of worker on it. You've got a duty of care, don't you, for for clients and stuff like that. You need mm-hmm. to be looking at for their yeah. best interest, and they'll just Absolutely. you don't just see money signs and see your. Oh, you know, so. There was one thing as well, actually, Taylor, I think you put it up on your Instagram today, um, and you were talking about the, the, the fluctuate, what your your uh, off-season and on-season, do you need to have two different wardrobes? Yeah. Do you, do you still like, have two different wardrobes, or are you like, getting ready for 2021 season? Like, do you, do you like, empty a wardrobe? Like, does well, it cost you a fortune? Well, <laughs> I, well, you know what, it has cost me a fortune. Right, it does. Yeah. But I've obviously, I was dieting there for, for two years solid, um, first, obviously for the photo shoot, for 20 weeks, yeah. and then I done prep, which was a year. I prep mm-hmm. for a whole year, and then I started prepping again. So I was dieting for two years. So I was really petite for two years, and then I went on to a bulk fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
and I oh, can't, really? I, I do not, I can't get my shorts past my shins. <laughs> I've done that as well, but that's just was, because I'm up Oh, you stole my joke, Gav, man. Oh, you need to be faster. Well done, you, Gav. You're so fast. You're all faster. <laughs> you know what? Like, the weight gain's been phenomenal. Like, I've loved it. I've loved the food. I've loved the training. Like, yeah. my hormones are cushy. Like, uh-huh. Do you feel it, more, like, much more energised when you're training? When you're... No, I just feel like a human being. <laughs> In, so like, how how long do you feel that like you can compete? So like, you as a person, you've still got a full-time job, you've still got to train, hashtag Vimpto. Um, <laughs> so wait, how long is this sustainable for? Like for, for an average person, so you, you would know like, the average lifespan of a person who does this kind of sport. So what do you think? Personally, everybody's different. And I also think it's different in terms of if you're natural and if you're unnatural as well, um, how long do you want to compete for? Um, I'm not enhanced. Um, so therefore, if I wanted to compete in the bigger categories, say figure, mm-hmm. for example, in two pros, I would then need to be enhanced. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not something that I want. That's not the route that I want to go down. So um, I think that for me, my bodybuilding career would be maybe slightly shorter. Um, because I would go for the bi- the bikini category still, and I wouldn't need yeah. to push hard, hard each year to build tissue year on year on year. Um, personally, for me, I want to have like a family. I want to have kids, and I don't think that this lifestyle is sustainable if I was to do that. Um, so I do have goals within bodybuilding that I want to hit within the next couple of years. And once I hit the goals, then I think that I will go back to CrossFit and compete CrossFit because I feel like it's a much healthier lifestyle for me in the long term. Jeez, guys, come back to competing CrossFit. Just a, just a jog in the park. <laughs> I know. Do you know, I've, I've never tried it, but I remember it, when there was a big sort of hype and I knew I worked with a few people who'd done it. Um, and there was, a doc, there was a few documentaries that I watched and one of them was on Netflix. And I, I can't remember the guy's name. It was Matt something. Matt the champion. Fraser. Matt Fraser. That guy was an absolute beast. And you're just like... I, Anybody who my... does CrossFit are just... They're just it's a sport, in it? It's, it's like an all-round... Because they cover everything. They even do yeah. stretching and all that as well, don't they? Like you're, you're fighting to be the fittest, the fastest and the strongest. Uh-huh. Well, so uh-huh. ultimately you're the fittest person on earth, aren't you? Because you're, you're fitting uh-huh. different, different categories. And different that's categories. You... I, you honestly like, see... Anybody that hasn't tried CrossFit, like, try it. Hey, I've not tried it. I've seen it and I'm going... Right, Kerry, I've not tried it either, so what we'll do is we'll maybe give it a wee try once all this is... Honestly, should. Once Taylor's ready to do it, we'll go and do it. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's Good 10 years or something. Here's a wee phone. Um, um, but one thing I wanted to ask as well, see, obviously you've you've been on a diet, right, pretty much for... Well, you were dieting for two years, sorry. Yeah. Um, how much more complicated does like calories, macronutrients, micronutrients become when you start to get to the level that you are at? Because obviously, for somebody losing weight, for example, they would be like, right, we just need to be in a calorie deficit, blah, blah, blah. Hit these macros, but how more complex does it become when you, you start trying to get to where you are? So for like the the average kind of gym goer, I don't really think that macros are that important. I think it's calories yeah. in, calories yeah, out. 100%. Um, when it comes to us, so... 
we I hit my cross to a T. Um, so everything. So be, the more carbs that you eat, the more water that you can hold, etc. So lead up now lead up to a show. Um, my carbs are zero. So for about four weeks there, I was on chicken and egg whites. With, a, mm. with maybe one day a week, I had a high refeed day, which was was my carb day. So that's when we allow for the the carbs to get into the muscle and for me to to me to be full. Mm-hmm. So if I had too many carbs leading up to my show day, I would go on that this the stage and I I would look spilled over. I would look watery, but I want to go on that stage looking really tight and grainy, and really lean. So we deplete, we deplete, we deplete with no carbs, and then I have two really high carb days the the, the week of the show. Which really fills me out, and but I'm still nice and tight. If that makes yeah. sense, so it, it is important. Maybe the last four weeks of your um, of your prep, prior to that, it's not too important as long as you're still being able to fuel your fuel your workouts adequately, and you're still getting enough protein in. Um, the last four weeks, so that's the battle. What about your vitamins and stuff like? Do you take multivitamins or, or vitamins of like vitamin D or? Yeah, so we uh, we have supplements um, that we take every day because you kind of need to, uh-huh. uh, like iron tablets. You've got your vitamins. You've got your omega fish, your omega threes, for your fish oils. Um, but when I um, stopped prep, I was so malnourished. It was mad. Uh huh. Um, you kind of have to go and get a checkup at the doctors because I can imagine. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, vitamins can only play a little role. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, we are just we're eliminating so many foods from our diet when we're on prep that we're just really not getting the right vitamins and the right minerals to really nourish our bodies. So we, we're pretty much like these prunes. Is is such a crazy? It's a sport because it is. Unbelievable that definitely. I just can't get my head around how like go for an Andos, man. But that goes to show like even if you look even if you look at like Cristiano Ronaldo just now, like he's older than me. I'm a th- I'm, I'm thirty one. So looking at Ronaldo who's thirty, what did you see guy? Four five, I think. Thirty five, even older than me. He has got the fitness of an eighteen year old, like it's just dedication. It's just it's just taking different sports and the different dedications that people take, mm-hmm. and it's it's to be admired. But by God, it's got to be scary. Is it no scary at points? You know, go is this okay? Like, is this taking years oh, off my life? Or, like, oh God, yeah. There's there's times I've been on like just I would go to see Tony and I would wouldn't even train so I would just cry the whole time because I'm like something's not right in me and he was like, chill it, just dieting sucks. Just fucking embrace it. No, uh-huh. like, uh, right, okay. I'm too soft. I'm so too soft. I go, listen, right? Okay, let's go and eat something, man. I, I, I'm no, I just couldn't do that to somebody because he's he's past that. That's saying he's he's past. He he's got your first goal for when you were like you were okay. You were only eighteen weeks into a camp and for a yeah. processor. He he kind of says to me, if you feel phenomenal during dieting, then something's not. You're right. doing it wrong. Uh, You're doing that it makes wrong. Sense. Your body I understand is, that. Yeah, you're fighting against every natural instinct in your body because mm-hmm. like, there's been times that I've been feeding the dog and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
spoonful of our meat, but you feel that's like a natural <laughs> instinct to want to have a spoonful of our dog meat because you're so hungry. Have you ever done it? Have you ever done it? Please say you've done it. Go on. <laughs> have you done it? You have. You have. You've done it. You have, Anthony. What does it taste like? <laughs> what does it taste like? Pure stinking, man. Is it? I can imagine. I can imagine. Pure gravy. Pure horrible gravy. Ugh, it's made from real meat. Oh my God, I can't believe I just admitted that. That's fine. Hey, 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 this is a safe space. Total safe oh, space. Oh, good. I'm pretty please sure share, Please share this on Instagram because you've got many, many followers and it's really, really nice for them to see. <laughs> but she, she just... Uh, moving away from the dog food onto the training. I just, want to, I just want to touch on your training, right? Without obviously giving away your yours and Tony's tips and tricks and whatever, but very true. What's um how do you describe your training? Do you have what do you have like, you know, upper upper body days, lower body days, or do you have full body? How how does how do you kind of structure your training? In fact, in fact here's a here's a better way of wording it. Is there a secret to it or is it just pure dedication and committing to it and doing everything that you're told? Because it, it's no a secret that you put chest day, leg day yeah. You know, it's just that is what it is. We all know. Oh no, that. I, I, I'm not saying it's a right or wrong. I like, just want to know. Just pure dead, it's just pure dedication. Aye. I would say the best way to build a good physique is just to eat, progressive overload, rest, and repeat. Mm-hmm. You train hard and you train heavy, and you get your adequate sleep and you eat well, and you can't you can't go wrong. You can't eat. It's Bodybuilding is so simple, but people make it sound so difficult. It's just not. Like, so I'll do um, pull, push, legs, repeat. Well, rest, repeat. Um, So continuously progressive overload, just constantly chasing the numbers in that logbook. And make sure you're better than the time before. And and if, if you're not progressing in your logbook, that means that you probably need to take a rest. Um, because you, you should you should always be aiming to to improve your numbers, whether it's number of reps or whether it's a, a, a higher weight. So just fucking train heavy and train hard. <laughs> and see, I'm see going, don't fucking chit chat. Just go and fucking uh, do it. Well, some people like to talk. <laughs> um, is your training always twenty one sets, or do you do you change it up? So I will do. Usually I do around about six exercises per. Mm-hmm. Um, per training session, four sets, usually between eight and 12 reps um, per exercise. I train to failure every time, so um, it just depends. I'll deload maybe every six weeks, um, depending if I need a deload or not. It just means just dropping the weight in yeah. order to the next about 30%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just just it's just consistency. It's patience and consistency, and that's all it is. It's there's nothing. People overcomplicate it, and it's not. It's no magic. It's no magic. It's You're not taking any magic potion. It's like I said. It's just having that will and having the the mental capacity to push through the shite times. Who counts your reps for you? Because see me personally, I I lose count quite a lot, especially <laughs> because I don't train a lot. Actually, <laughs> um, even counting is a struggle for me. Um, walking up the stairs maybe you're like seven is that nine is that eight is that <laughs> but no I find if, especially in training if you're getting to these pure hard horrible points numbers go out the window and it's all about trying to get the reps so yeah they can so, is Tony there counting every time or, or have you got a training partner you go with or so I, I, I only train with Tony 
Um, I don't trim them that often, mm-hmm. but I, I see, like, kind of, kind of sees me as a man required. But it's my dad who I train with. He's my training partner. Um, he pushes me through the shitty dark days of prep, and he cheers me on on off season when I'm strong as fuck. So he's always the person who's by my side and makes sure that that I'm getting every every single rep in. Um, he's been an absolute godsend to me right throughout this journey, as my sister and my mum have been. Um, but my dad is always there to make sure that um, even the days I don't want to change, like get your fucking ass to the gym, like. No, I'd be like my wee girl, no, come on, one more watch Moana and cuddle up the couch. But you're not a bodybuilder. <laughs> Are you kidding? Have you seen that? I've built a big body during lockdown. It's a big, big body. Uh, but no, that's really class. Like, did your dad used to compete then? Did, did no, get, he hasn't. He just enjoyed it. He just enjoyed it. He likes it. I, want you know, a, I would like him to compete. Um, but just I sign him up he, then. Sign him up and he'll know he he's no choice. Just sign him up. He would, he would see if she went, Dad, like, because I know if my wee girl went like to me, Dad, send you up for this, I'd go, what do I like you doing now? Because you feel that wee pure innate, horrible, fucking right, okay, like, that's the kind of feeling you would get, he would. Just like, do, oh, I need it now. How much is it? It's about 30 quid to say, is it no? <laughs> is it loads of pennies? Is it hundreds of pennies? Like 50 quid. Oh, so, God, that's an extra 20 pound, get a wee fund me going, and that'll be him, sorted. Taylor's dad competing over 50s. No, wait, we'll uh, give him a name. smash it as well. <laughs> Mr. Taylor. Well, there you go. <laughs> Taylor, see, see, we were just talking about training there, and, and obviously with your dad and stuff. I've seen a couple of videos that, uh, I don't know if it was you or Tony that's put up, with training and like, see watching them, man, I actually get the fear watching it, just the amount of pain that you're in, like going through like these last reps. How yeah. hard, see, see if you, I think it was one of them maybe on the leg press or something like that. Um, can you even walk after you like after you've done that that set? Do you just? I know exactly what set you're talking about. Um, <laughs> I know I remember it like it was yesterday because I can still remember the pain. I was screaming fuck. No. <laughs> um, no, the the hack squat, and he made me try and pose after it, and I couldn't even like stand in my converse. I remember putting my heels on. Um, oh my god, the pain is just mad, but I totally love it. Like that is. So- is it? For. Is it? You live for that, right? Oh, <laughs> I love that. Honestly, I love it. Is it the pain that you feel that you're going to cramp, or is it the pain that you feel? Because I kind of understand. I don't. I've never felt that kind of pain. But do you know what I mean? You feel as if you're going numb, and the weight's still moving, and you see it move, but you don't feel it move. Is it that kind of? Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? You go numb, you can feel like your legs going numb and your body going numb. You're like, how am I doing that? That's quite cool. Uh, your, your whole body goes numb, your heart feels like it's going to explode, your lungs feel like they're going to burst, and there's just so much pain in your leg. I don't know why I get a buzz from it, but... <laughs> but I don't know either. <laughs> Jenga, it's like, that's where women get a hell of a lot of testosterone from. Like, it must be, because... I get it. I've, I've surely felt that, Gav. I understand it. I've certainly not done any, not that anywhere level, near, no. not at that level, but do you know what I mean? You know, where you feel that like you're hitting the burnout, you're going, oh, and then somebody's going, just do another one. And you're like, oh, right, okay. Even if it's runs. Uh, do you know what I mean? I you're going, you oh, and you do it anyway. When you're with your coach, you don't want to let them down. I buy impress. You want to be the coach's best. Aye. Coach's <laughs> best. <laughs> you always want to be the best you can be in that session. And, if he says two more reps and I'm like, mm, okay. 
and I'll make sure I do it. I'll make sure I do the two reps because I'll walk away from that session and I'll be absolutely raging at myself if I never done the two reps and I'll think about it all night. Right. So ah, you This is where we're different, in it. This is where we are definitely different people. Can you hear the guy <laughs> cutting, cutting his husband or something like that earlier now? Can you need to move for this podcast? Ice cream vans and wings and. <laughs> no, no wings yet, no wings yet. No wings in it. Wings are previous podcasts. No. Taylor, one of, one of the, the last podcasts we had, uh, a wee boy was trying to jump over a ramp on a motorbike. Plastic ramp, not a quad. He had a quad. Quad, he quad, had, sorry. He had a quad. So, uh, I stay in a posh area, man. We guys have quads in that room. <laughs> I feel like this spot has really brought the, the noise. It's bringing the noise tonight, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so let's see. See, we were talking about your competitions, right? We kind of touched on how you get into your first competition. Do you remember what was it like? What like just stepping onto the stage? Were you just? I know you said your nerves kind of go now, but was that the same at the first competition? Were you shitting yourself? Um, I I was shitting myself, but I don't know. I just I never really got the whole flapping out thing. I don't know. It just felt so natural to go on the stage and. I can't even explain why I felt like that because usually, like when I'm in CrossFit competition, I'm like shiting myself. But I never it's ever my, felt my nutrition. Thanks for that. You've not got any energy. <laughs> yeah, I always went on with the mentality thinking that as long as I had done my absolute best in my prep then doesn't matter what happens on that stage if I won or I lost it doesn't matter because I done my best anyway I can't control what happens on that stage so as long as I went on there knowing that I done my absolute best and I was on there as my best version it doesn't matter if I won or I lost it doesn't so that's why my nerves weren't really there so I didn't go on there to win I went on there to be the best version of myself and I done that so the pressure was off anyway yeah that's a good way to look at it and see, see when you were talking about how you, you couldn't describe how you didn't have any nerves. Kerry, you, you, you explained this quite well about the chemical makeup of somebody who's excited. Okay, oh, aye, aye, the biology makeup, aye, aye. Um, they're both the same. So if, if you choose to be excited, you'll be excited. But if you choose to get nervous, you'll get nervous. And that's, that's, the, that's the actual biological makeup. Scientific. Um, scientific proof that that's the exact same. I think it was, who's the boss again? The musician. Who is he? Musician. He's an American guy. He, he's called The Boss. No idea, mate. I thought he'd have been there for me. Before <laughs> when it came to that sort of saviour, I'll need to go on. The Boss. I, um, Tony Robbins speaks about it. Taylor, you know Tony Robbins, wouldn't you? Tony? Tony Robbins. Do you know who? You know who the, 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 the She's got Tony Pang. She does not need Tony Robbins. Uh, Who's Tony Robbins? Tony, have you not heard of Tony Robbins before? Mm-hmm. Oh well, okay, that's fine. Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen was that's asked by Tony Robbins, how's it feel going on stage? She's buzzing, love it, magic. Yes, the same question to a lesser known musician. She's nervous, horrible, disgusting. The chemical makeup of that is the exact same. So that makes sense, it makes total sense. It does make sense, yeah. aye. It does. Yeah. It does. But Tony Robbins is big on mindset, he's big on goals, he's big on people. No, there you go. You oh, there you go. You <laughs> came on here, we've learned a lot about you. Now you can learn a bit Tony Robbins. See, when we were talking about your body fat percentage, so you said um, at one point you were 8% body fat. What is your body fat percentage statement on stage? Is it lower than that or is that 
used it on stage? Yeah, so 8% is um, what I step on stage, which is extremely, extremely low for a female. A female, aye, yeah. definitely. Extremely low. Um, so usually, like anywhere, I'm, usually I could probably sit at around 20 to 25% body fat. Um, so it's 8% when I go on stage. So um, scarily, crazy, weird, freakily lean. Um, but it... Yeah, you kind of need to do what you need to do, but eight percent is usually. I won't. I wouldn't settle for anything less than eight. Anything more than, you know what I mean. I wouldn't. Right. So, there. what would you? F- if, I know you feel. Would you feel okay with it going lower? But you feel as if you go lower, then by God, you're getting up the hospital very soon. Could you even get lower? To be like, well, I don't think I could. I think I would have died. How tall are you? Just, just because I'm nosy. How tall am I? Uh huh. Five foot one and a half. Get the half in. Yes, <laughs> they just small people. All, all our short people do that, Taylor. <laughs> so see that picture you showed earlier, Gav? Was that Taylor at 8%? Aye. Right, okay. That was 8%. Uh, I was very, very flat there. I hadn't, hadn't, hadn't even had carbs in ages. Mm-hmm. So I was very flat there. Um, but you yeah. sit at that? You, how long do you sit at that for? Um, for the very, very minimal time. So Correct. Good. Yeah, okay. very, very the right or wrong answer. Sorry, I just, I just felt no, as if so hopefully probably, you're going to say, yeah. Yeah, probably. The, I would hope so. No more than two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to sit there. You, you, you don't want to, you don't want to be ready too early to go into a show either, because then you just it starts eating away your muscle because you've no body fat. Right, you don't want to peak too early. Aye. That's exactly it. Yeah, you want to kind of cruise into a show, but um, be ready kind of just on time. Yeah. So, how, how many competitions have you actually took part in now? Um, I done six last year. Wow! So last year was my first year competing, um, and I done six. I done three Scottish shows and three British finals. And, and you won the Scottish shows, is that right? Yeah, I won all the Scottish shows. Yeah. Oh. Easy, easy. <laughs> so where where was the world supposed to be in May? It was supposed to be in Birmingham. Oh really? Birmingham? Yeah. Wow, that's pure weird. Birmingham. Um. So yeah. Um. It will go ahead again next year, but. It probably will be in Birmingham, I can imagine, if it was supposed to be in Birmingham, which I was glad about because it meant that it was close to home. My family could come and... Um, no, I feel as if it's something like that. You might be in LA or New York. Or well, last, was, it, was, it, was it known in the Bahamas last year? So, no, that was a different federation. That was So, PTA is Worlds that right. I'm doing. But um, me and my friend Stu Mac, we went to w, WBFF. Uh-huh. Federation, yeah, which is the Bahamas, because he he's a European champ right now and the European champ from last year. Yeah. And then he was doing the world, so the world was in the Bahamas. So he's done phenomenal. That he came fifth, uh, yeah. fifth in the world, incredible. Um, but yeah, it would be nice to be somewhere exotic, I suppose. But I mean, Birmingham will do. Aye, <laughs> I think I definitely like you say, take for your family and any friends and stuff like that. And you don't need to travel long, so you can manage your yeah. diet and stuff like that a bit better, exactly. I suppose, could you? So. Oh, great. Okay, you guys have been dead. Like sensible about it, I'm thinking. Is that the Stu Mac that, that we know, Gav? Aye. No? Aye. Is it? Oh, aye. Aye. Stu Mac's cool, man. I like Stu. He's a good guy. I've not seen him in ages because it's all this bloody COVID stuff, but um, yeah, we had a great time in the Bahamas. That was actually a year ago, yesterday that we went. Oh, so we knew that. That's great. how we postponed this for so long. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, what, out of so that's six shows last year. Yep. So how many in total have you done? Six. You know, is that also you've just done six? Right, okay. So, so yeah, last year was my first season competing. So, ah, right, okay. So right. six shows last year, yeah. So That's um, amazing, your first year and you get three Scottish titles. A show every two months then. Wow. 
How do you sustain that? How do you keep? It was really hard. It was really hard to sustain. I never ever expected to win any shows. So my aim was to go in and just do um, two shows in April. And then mm-hmm. I would be done. And then I was like, okay, I've got a, well. a British final. Okay, I'll push on. And then I, I mean, I won show, like I won three shows and then ended up, I was having to diet for longer and longer and longer. Yeah. Um, but there was no way in hell that I was going to back out. So I'm like, fucking got a British final. I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it was nice. hard, but I don't regret it. I loved it. It was a good oh, learning no. experience. So what would you take for it then? What was the biggest learning point for that? Just, not even just like diet and training. It's like the whole mindset thing. Like, I went through that. Like, I went on holiday like four times last year on prep. Like, I, broke, I had like I split up with my partner. Like, I done everything on prep, and I'm thinking if I can get through all that, then like I learned so much about myself. Yeah, uh, so, definitely. Can I make for smoother sailing for future yeah. kind of thing? Uh, it, it set me up in a good mindset that I'm like, if you can get through that, you can get through anything. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm like such an independent woman now. Like, uh, I feel like I can take on life. <laughs> <laughs> Pure four holidays. Is Vimto looking for anybody? Any <laughs> <laughs> part of that family? I love Vimto. So, uh, it was all these holidays were all like pre-booked before. I, obviously, I was on prep, and then yeah. When I obviously found out I was still going to have to be on prep on these holidays, I was like, oh, but it was fine. I managed it fine. I just drank Diet Coke all the time. <laughs> no, Vimto, no Diet Vimto, Diet Vimto. Just, we'll just edit this, just ed- edit this over, edit over this. It was all Diet Vimto. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you say is the hardest part about, about prepping for a, for a competition? With full stop, would you say diet, training or moods? Yeah, pretty much a bit of everything. It's right, the I mean, tiredness really that kicks in. Um, it's the lack of energy to be able to do anything. Like walking up the stairs is a struggle. Like even walking to the microwave is it's it is a struggle. Mm. Um, the lack of sleep and the tiredness and the constantly having to move about, the cardio, the training. <laughs> Absolutely, there's nothing that you've missed out there with regards to actually being Aye. part of this whole world. Like, <laughs> if you don't get doms constantly right. as well, like, it's not just all the time. All the time. Aye, it's, it, you're so moody as well. Like your hormones are totally everywhere, and like you, you don't really have a social life when you're on prep because you don't want to put yourself into a position where you feel uncomfortable because you Temptation can't join and, join in. And I, if it was me, I would rather just not go to the situation, like go to the pub because people are like, oh, how are you getting on in prep? And that's all you, you they Same ask you. Uh, just have a normal, you just have a normal conversation with somebody and, they, and they're all pure steaming in your face and you're just like, I'll just I can so, imagine it's just pure horrible. So next up for you, obviously, competition-wise, I'm assuming you probably don't really know what's happening in the room because of all this, or have you got something for future lined up? Yes, so... Oh. Is an exclusive, or are you going to keep it? Um, I think I have not actually told anybody. Are you allowed to? Yeah, I can, yeah, so... Um... <laughs> so I'm going to do Worlds, so Worlds will happen next year, and I will do Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have the plan to compete at two bros, um, and try for my pro card. 
So oh, that, God, that was great. That was great. Like harmonies there. Um, so that is the plan. Um, I will have to soften my look slightly because I'm not going into the figure category. So at the moment, I'm in a trained bikini category for PCA. Yeah. Um, whereas when that converts over to two bros, that is more of the the figure girls. Um, however, for me to be competitive within a figure category. I do not believe that I can go unnatural. Yeah. So I then need to make the decision, do I go enhanced or do I go natural? Um, and I do not want to be enhanced. I don't have anything against it. And I think I think people can go into that fire category without being enhanced. Yeah. But for me, I don't think I can. So How briefly, can you explain enhanced? Steroids. There you go. Very brief. Moving on. <laughs> So it's just some people me, would be like, what do you, what does that mean? Is it sorry. Like, just... um, for me, it's just not for me personally. I don't have anything against it. And I think that steroids are, like, they have their place in bodybuilding. Yeah. Each to their own. If people are in it. I know a lot of oh, girls who are on it. Um, and they have done absolutely phenomenal. But for me to compete within the, that category um, and for me to do well, if I was able to get my pro card and for me to compete in the pro league, there's no way that I could do that naturally. So therefore I will need to take a little step back mm -hmm. um, and compete in, in, in bikini so I can do that to the best of my ability yep. without having to go enhanced. Mm -hmm. I sounded like you've been a wee bit like a PR trend there, the way you kind of No, it sounded really good. It sounded really, really good. So I thought all the kind of steroidy things was banned in that. So now they have two, right, if you want to do that, you go there. If you want to do that, you go there. And that's so there, there is drug-free federations. Um, yeah. I don't compete in the drug-free federations, though. I compete in um, the federations that, that you are allowed to use drugs in. Um, just because that's that I prefer the federations. That's all it pretty much is. Yeah. So um, within the so I want to do two bros, and I want to get my pro card mm -hmm. for my IFBB pro card, and that is not a drug-tested federation. So um, I could be or I could not be against those that mm -hmm. are. In no. Well, that just shows something for you that you've you've still managed to win three competitions and well, do you know what I mean? No, so no. is that because that's a more done. popular, more recognised? You know, people see a lot more there, and the other oh. the other federations on these like real viewed. Or... No, like they're all really prestige federations. I just I've never went down the 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 drug free federation, um, mm -hmm. so I've 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 just PCA was always my goal. Uh -huh. So um, yeah. So in terms of like, you can use like fat burners, things like that, and yeah. um, and PCA. Um, obviously, you can use um, steroids as well. So, but you obviously can't use that in the, in the, the drug free one. So um, uh -huh. I just didn't want to use. I just didn't want to use steroids. So that's the uh -huh. reason why yeah. that I won't that I won't probably compete in figure. That I probably will do bikini. Cool. So that's the next, the, your next competition is going to be the Worlds next year? Yes, it'll be Train Bikini, Worlds, and then after that I'll push on for two blows at Bikini. Brilliant. Good luck. Imagine having goals for that length in the future. That's brilliant, isn't it? Imagine oh. having that many goals. We'll see how, if I make it anyway, we'll see how it goes. Oh, come on. <laughs> You'll be absolutely fine. Right. <laughs> right, we've got a question for you, Taylor, um, that we ask everybody. Kenny, you want to ask anything else before I... Charles I'll mess this question up if I try and ask it. Um, <laughs> no, we've asked everything. I was just looking there to see 
with, with us, what the next competition is. Uh, are you looking forward to gyms opening? You're already you're training gyms, you're sneaking into gyms, so we already know that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, my, my friend's actually opening a gym in Kilmarnock called Evolution. Um, right. So that's where I'll be, be um, PTing from. Right. So it's like a boxing gym as well, so um, it looks absolutely phenomenal. So I can't wait till he opens as well. So if anybody's like looking for a gym in Ayrshire, it's definitely one to to look up on Instagram and Facebook. So it's called Evolution. So you guys should come down and come Give train. Me a try. Definitely. Hi. Boxing. Definitely. Yeah. I'll come and watch. You two can train and I'll just watch. <laughs> Throw me under the bus. I can't do boxing. In fact, it'd be good to go and try boxing. I would like to try it. Me and, it's me it's really like a functionally fit sport. I love it. It's brilliant. It's, 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 it's really difficult. I get a wee bit of trouble there. Um, <laughs> I find I tried boxing. No, it was enough for you. Yep, do your thing. I feel as if you know. You either you've either got it even know. We'll go and try it one day, Gav. Why don't we take? We'll, we'll give it a try. We'll, we'll give it a try. At. We'll go see Taylor. We'll get some pads <laughs> on, and we'll definitely never follow through on this, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, one more question for you, Taylor. So we ask everybody who's on the podcast. We try to um, remember anyway. We'll try to remember. Sometimes we're a bit pissed and forget, yep. but I remembered because I'm sober. Sober. Um, so, if you could have one drink and one drink only, what would you have and who would it be with? Dead or alive, alcoholic or non-alcoholic, but preferably alcoholic. No, it's not preferable. <laughs> don't endorse alcohol. <laughs> I would probably have an old-fashioned. Oh, wow. With Frank Sinatra. Oh, classic. Oh, I didn't even classic. see that coming there. You see that coming? Remember we asked each other? I did not, no, no. I thought you were That's going to class. say, like, I, I say like a, a glass of water with Ronnie Coleman or something. Aye. <laughs> he was good on, he was good on uh, Joe Rogan, wasn't he? He was, he was really good, aye. Aye, he was class. But aye, so that was, I was unexpected, but well received. What, what do you like about, no, you need to ask me about that. What, you listen to Frank Sinatra and you're just... I like just Frank Sinatra. Right, in the gym, at Frank. Not in the gym, you mean? <laughs> And so my papa always sings, and it just makes me such. It just brings back good vibes. That's brilliant. Oh, that's, nice. that's what I love. This is why I like <laughs> to ask this question to everybody. An old-fashioned. It's funny because you see all the, the the different answers we've had, like, and mm-hmm. you never expect it. Sometimes you do expect it a wee bit, but oh, that was a, that was a really good answer. That was my answer as well. No, class. Frank Sinatra, <laughs> but I said the old-fashioned. <laughs> no, no, I said the old-fashioned. Remember, we were sitting. We never posted yours. We never posted yours or mine. I was really drunk when we done mine. Ah, oh, you tell yours, I'll tell mine. Right, I, 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 can I tell you, I need to change my person. No, I'll keep my same person. Uh, I said an old-fashioned with uh, Barack Obama. Oh. Just because I think he's so cool, man, and I'd love to ask yeah, him. Cool, and he? Inside uh, stuff. Really would, you, would you ask him about the codes for the nukes, or would you go, How, how's it been? <laughs> I don't know what I would ask him, <laughs> to be honest. I'd probably just wing it. Aye. I said, I just said a pint. My, my dad passed away when I was really young, so I said I loved to have a pint and just with my dad. Oh, that's lovely. That'd oh, be cool. Pure pint. Like, just a pint of tenants. 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 It was a pint of tenants as well, I, you said. I, it was. I had a pint of tenants today, man. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> How many pints you had today? The dragon's I had a dragon's food. Great guys. <laughs> 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 I had uh, two pints of Stella, a pint of tenants, two, two cans of Brew Dog Elvis juice, and I had to have a, a can of dragon soup before we came on here. How, how dare you bring me down like that, Taylor? 
<laughs> can you show everybody your, your vodka and cranberry juice in your mix? <laughs> you need my Vimto. Tony, Tony, if you watch this, if you do, that's vodka and It's a double V, that's what she calls uh, it. Before she comes on. V V. It's French. Sugar free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, brilliant. So, Taylor, thanks very much for coming on. And off. Right. Awesome. We'll Good maybe luck. see you at the gym in Armour. Aye. No, I would really, I would do that. I would actually go down and try the boxing thing. Um, but you should. You should. We should. Give you up for it. I will give it a go, mate. We'll give it a go. Also, it'd be cool <laughs> to speak to you just before Worlds next year if you're, you still talk to us. Definitely. Just to see, just to see how on. different your attitude is, because it would be funny to see. <laughs> You'll be calling us everything. <laughs> Don't ask me that. Would you go? You quite drawn in. Oh my uh, God, I end up looking like an absolute like oh. <laughs> see, see when you like that, how many people say you need a good speed ton? You need a speed banker. You need. Well, you punching the throat. <laughs> in the throat. Leave the face in the throat. No, right to the in throat. The throat. No, right. join a pleasure. Thank, Thank you very much. Join a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye.